Talking Real Estate with Maples Teasdale, the law firm where real estate really matters. Hello and welcome to Talking Real Estate with Maples Teasdale. I'm Fiona Larkham and I'm the team's professional support lawyer. Our conversation today is about new routes to qualifying as a solicitor and what difference they could make to the profession. I'm joined by John Bosworth, who's one of our recruitment partners, Emily Butson, who has recently qualified into our commercial property team, and Sal Pecoraro, who is a solicitor apprentice currently on secondment with us. Emily, could you get us started by telling us about your route to qualification? Hi Fiona. As you said, I'm nearly qualified, so I qualified in September of last year into the commercial property team at Maples. I trained with the firm after completing the traditional LPC route. I completed much of my training during the pandemic, so it was challenging and and not ideal, but I qualified, which is the main thing. I studied the LPC at BPP in Birmingham in 2018, and that was part of the wider LLM course that they run. And I decided to take that route as I didn't have a training contract at the time, and there was funding available for that. So that was my route to qualification. Great. And how about you, Sal? Thank you, Fiona. So I'm a solicitor apprentice employed by the City of London Corporation and currently seconded to Maples Teasdale. I also study with BPP University under the Level 7 Solicitor Apprenticeship Scheme and I'm due to sit the SQE in 2024 and praying that all goes well. I will qualify as a solicitor as well as obtaining my law degree at the same time. As it stands in my course, I'm currently in the fourth year of my degree, having recently completed my trust law exam at the end of April. I am now in the final term of year four, where we have just started our first SQE module, which is Property Law and Practice. I thoroughly enjoy this area especially, given that I've always worked in property, specifically within commercial real estate and property management. So hopefully it should be a fairly smooth term. Let's hope so. So, (laughs) John, am I right in thinking that it's quite new for us to actually have a secondee here with us in the firm? Absolutely. We're delighted to have Salve here uh, working with us for a three-month period. But it is the first time that a trainee has been seconded to Maples Teasdale. It's usually the other way around, and we send trainees to work placements with our clients. So it's great to be able to offer the opportunity and for us to get to know Salve a bit better. We're strong advocates of secondments as we find they benefit both the individuals immensely by gaining an insight as to how things tick inside the client organisation and they also help us as a firm strengthen our relationship with those clients. So Emily, um, we've already mentioned the SQE. Can you outline what that is for us? Um, yes, of course. It's it's not great to start with another acronym. There's so many that fly around the legal world. Um, but this one stands for the Solicitor's Qualifying Examination. And it's a new way to qualify as a solicitor in England and Wales. And it replaces the LPC route, which is the legal practice course. And it also replaces the GDL, which is the Graduate Diploma in Law. And they were courses that you previously had to do to qualify, depending on whether you'd done a, a law degree or not. So As I said, traditionally, to become a qualified solicitor, you'd need to do a law degree at university or another degree and then take the GDL, so the law conversion course. And then after you've done that, you would then have to go on to do the legal practice course, followed by a formal period of training uh, known as a training contract, which are offered by most law firms. Um, So this change has been in the pipeline for quite some time. The Solicitors Regulatory Authority announced the proposed change. I think it was back in 2017, so we've known about it for a while. They hope the change will widen access to the profession by providing a cheaper way to qualify, as you can avoid the more expensive LPC fees. 
the SQE route also allows lots of different types of work experience, such as volunteering, work placements, work as a paralegal as well, to count towards a candidate's qualifying work experience, um, replacing the need for a formal training contract, which I think is a, a big plus point for, for many people entering the profession when you consider how competitive the training contract route is. Yes, I remember that perfectly well. <laughs> so what's the timetable for this transition to the, the SQE? So, it, you know, it's well underway. It's a, we're at a really timely point at the minute. So the SQE was introduced from the 1st of September 2021 and it will consist of two parts. So you've got the SQE1 and the SQE2 and the first SQE1 examination was held in November 2021 and the first SQE2 examination took place in April 2022. So just last month. So the first cohort of participants in this new regime have just completed those exams. So as a profession, I suppose, we'll be beginning to see these first new SQE qualified solicitors coming through the system very soon. The results of those November examinations were published in February, with, it's interesting to note, 53% of students passing the exam. And I wasn't really too sure what to make of that statistic, but um, when I compared it to the LPC route, roughly 58% of students passed in the academic year of 2019 to 2020, and around 59% of candidates passed the GDL in that same year. So it's roughly looking about the same sort of pass rate, but I know a lot of students that took the SQE route that first time were pretty disappointed with that pass rate. So the big question everyone's going to be asking is, what does the SQE actually involve? So before you can start and in order to become a solicitor and meet the SRA's outcomes, you must first meet certain suitability criteria. Uh, you must not have a criminal record, no record of dishonesty and no serious credit or money issues. In order to qualify under the SQE, you will need to have a degree or equivalent qualification. That can be a degree in any subject, but you still have to at least hold two years qualifying work experience within the legal sector. Such qualifying work experience can be obtained flexibly through either taking part in a law degree placement, working as a paralegal and or by undertaking regular pro bono work. The key requirements are that your experience is signed off by a solicitor and has been undertaken in no more than four roles over the two years. I myself have obtained my qualifying work experience by enrolling onto the SQE as a solicitor apprentice, currently holding five years of unqualified legal experience. Of course, then the key requirement to qualify under the SQE is to pass the two challenging assessments, which Emily has already mentioned, known as SQE1 and SQE2. Everyone's definitely going to want to know about the exams. So can you tell us how those are going to work? Of course. So SQE1 examines students on their functioning uh, legal knowledge, assessed by way of two multiple choice question exams, which are computer based and closed book. Each exam has 180 questions. So there are 360 multiple choice questions in total, split over a two day period. The exams take a total of 10 hours, split into five hours per day. Given that SQE1 focuses primarily on functioning legal knowledge, the 360 multiple choice questions cover all the topic areas within the SQE modules, which cover a broad range of areas of legal practice. They cover both civil and criminal law, as well as the legal system itself. So there's a lot going in there, isn't there? Yeah, indeed. <laughs> uh, and what happens after SQE1? So once students have passed SQE1, they can then move on to SQE2. SQE2 examines students on their practical legal skills, assessed by way of practical assessments on technical legal skills. Uh, this contains what, 16 written and oral tasks to complete, which is a total of 14 hours of assessments over five days. The skills assessed are 1. Client interviewing, attendance notes and legal analysis. 2. Advocacy. 3. Case and matter analysis. 4. Legal research. and 5. Legal writing. 
And what practice areas do those assessments cover? So the legal areas in which these skills are examined are criminal litigation, dispute resolution, property practice, rules and intestacy, probate administration and practice, and business organisational rules and procedures. And when you finally pass your SQE 1 and 2 and, and you've got your qualifying work experience, does that mean you automatically become a solicitor or are there any other hurdles? So there is only one final requirement in order to qualify under the SQE and that is to ensure that as a law student you satisfy the SRA's character and suitability requirements. Thanks, Alf. That's a really helpful roundup of what the new assessments will look like. Emily, is that very different from your experience of the LPC that we've been used to? Um, so listening to Sal's experience and the exam structure he's just set out, I can see a lot of similarities between the two routes. As a general rule with the LPC, um, you do the course for a year before then embarking on a training contract for two years. And the requirement to pass certain exams and to have two years of work experience so it is still there. Um, but now you there's no need to find a formal training contract to be able to gain the valuable work experience. Um, the course content in terms of areas covered and the legal skills assessed are very similar to the LPC, which means the student's skill set and knowledge will be very similar at the end of the two qualification processes. I do think it's a good thing as it widens access to the legal profession and allows professionals to progress on the route to qualification without the pressure of obtaining a highly competitive place on a training contract, which is really good. And it also rightly recognises the important legal work done by paralegals and other legal professionals who are not yet qualified. And it's really great that they can use that experience to count towards their qualification, um, allowing them to progress quicker as they would have done before. And it's sometimes quite similar work that they undertake to trainees anyway. So it's really good to be able to use that work experience. Salve, I have to confess, you're the first solicitor apprentice I've actually met. Could you expand a bit on your journey and, and particularly how the apprenticeship ensures that you're getting the experience that you need to enable you to sit the SQE and to qualify? So I joined the City of London Corporation when I left school at 16 back in May 2014. I started off there as an apprentice in customer service and managed to work my way up through various finance admin related roles until I landed in the in-house legal department as a legal assistant in the property team. It was then that my interest in law really began to accelerate. And having it consistently expressed my interest a lot, I was then successfully enrolled onto the Solicitor Apprenticeship course in September 2018. I am very grateful to the corporation as my course was paid for in full. However, it is important to note that I had no A-levels but only average GCSEs. Therefore, I successfully rolled onto the course by having to complete and pass a Law National Aptitude Test, otherwise known as an LNAT test. This also just shows that my path to beginning a career in law is just one of many, which is why I believe it is good to remain open-minded with your opportunities. For instance, I never thought I would be a solicitor apprentice by starting off with roles which entailed finance, admin and customer service duties. And how is the apprenticeship course actually structured? So we are given a fixed study day per week, in my case every Monday, to study the materials set for each workshop prior to attending the live online classroom later that day. Each three academic terms contain a total of 10 workshops, including revision sessions. Our exams are all open book with a mixture of essay-based questions and multiple choice questions. However, now having started the SQE modules, our exams have shifted to multiple choice questions only to assist with preparing us for SQE 1. The SQE apprenticeship scheme also ensures that we as students receive the experience required to sit the SQE by having to compile a portfolio of workplace evidence which presents how we have demonstrated meeting all the requirements of the SRA Statement of Solicitor Competence. That portfolio is also required before we can move on to SQE2. Thanks very much, Sal, for that insight into what's a completely different route to qualifying as a solicitor. 
Emily, can you see that this is going to affect social mobility in the legal profession? Um, I think that was one of the SRA's aims, Fiona, by introducing the SQE. Um, they really wanted to promote social mobility within the profession. And one of the ways they've done this is by reducing the price of the course um, in comparison to the LPC. With, at the minute, the SQE 1 exam costs £1,558 and the SQE 2 exam costs £2,422. However, um, this is without the cost of the training course, so that's just the cost for the examinations. And in addition to this, candidates need to learn the content of the exams as well. I've had a look around and there are lots of different providers um, that candidates can go with and the price varies um, a lot depending on the course provider the students choose. And they offer very different services, so, you know, online or in person and it all really depends on how much you want to spend. So it depends really um, on who you go with. And I think... With that said, um, even though it may appear that it's cheaper than the LPC, I think we need to see sort of in a few years' time actually how much students are spending on taking this route as it may not work out to be that much cheaper. Um, but one thing that's definitely positive is um, this list of apprenticeship route as Salv has sort of laid out for us today. And this is really facilitated by the SQE route and it opens up the profession to those who, you know, would not necessarily have considered studying law at university. Um, so I think the, it has many advantages, um, especially earning whilst you learn and not having a, a big student loan at the end of it is, is really an attraction for lots of candidates. So I think it's becoming a lot more popular and yeah, we'll probably see a lot more sister apprentices in the future. Well, that's probably a good point to turn to you, John. You know, if we look to the future, do you think we're going to see solicitor apprentices making an appearance at Maples Teasdale anytime soon? Um, I don't know about anytime soon, but uh, I've already seen quite a few city firms embracing this model and developing apprenticeship schemes which incorporate the SQE assessments. So the role is definitely becoming more common. And I can see it does offer real advantages for a business. It enables us to invest in talent with people who want to progress within the firm, which could have long-term benefits for staff retention. And I agree, it, it offers great social mobility, especially for those who didn't have the chance to or didn't want to study at university. This route offers them the flexibility to earn whilst they study or to study flexibly around family commitments. As a specialist property firm, I think the key thing for Maples Teasdale would be the ability to identify people who know that this area of law is for them at the outset of what is their legal career. But as things are already changing as a result of the SQE, this is definitely something that we're going to be considering as a firm. Well, thanks to all of you for sharing your thoughts and experiences on this very important topic. And it certainly feels like a big change that should open up the legal profession to a far more diverse range of candidates, which can only be a good thing. You can find out more about career opportunities at Maples Teasdale by visiting our website at maplesteasdale.co.uk and following the links to trainee recruitment, which you'll find in the careers section. You've been listening to Talking Real Estate with Maples Teasdale, and I hope you can join us again next time. Talking Real Estate with Maples Teasdale, the law firm where real estate really matters.